Stand by for the Terry Saul Show. Five, roll tape. Four, cue Terry. Three, bring audio up. Two, stand by. One, play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. Well, good morning, and welcome to the Terry Salt Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I, uh, I'm looking forward to today's show because we have two guests in here, but uh, I only like one of them. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'm going to I'm gonna leave now. You guys have a good show. Okay. Uh, Brenda is here, who is your sister. Correct. And, of course, you're Baron Robinson from Kicking Cancer. And hi, Brenda. How are you doing? I'm well. Thanks for asking. It's good been to be a, here. been a while since you were here. Indeed it has. Now, last uh, couple of weeks ago, you guys did a Spartan race. Yeah. What is a Spartan race? You got muddy, didn't you? And scraped up. Did and you? and definitely muddy, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh what is Brenda, Brenda tell them what the Spartan is. Well this is the Spartan race that we did it up in Washougal, Washington, but it's technically called the Portland Sprint and they have several of them. We did the five K and then it has 20 obstacles that are very challenging stuck in between there. So it's a big obstacle course race, which I do enjoy the obstacles a lot. They are hard, but they're also a lot of fun. What kind of obstacles are we talking about? Carrying a really heavy uh, atlas ball. I think for the women, it's 60 pounds. And for the men, it's about 75 Eight, or 80. 80 pounds. 80 I pounds. thought it was that. Uh, carry, and so you carry that a quarter of a mile. No, you do, the, you do the atlas ball a bit, and then you do five burpees. You set that ball down, you do five burpees, like push-ups, jump up, push-up, right. jump up, pick up the ball, walk it back over. Uh, carrying a 60-pound sandbag over your shoulders. That's for the women. Again, for the men, you've got 80, 80, pounds, 80 pounds again. That's going to go up a hill, quarter of a mile, and back down again. That's really challenging to carry on your back. Uh, climbing a 25-foot rope. Which I still haven't done. Brenda did it, but mm-hmm. I'm still hanging up the darn rope. Very difficult do to do. Do they have knots in the rope, or is it just... Only at the very beginning to kind of like get a grip yeah. on the other way. No, no, no. All the rest of it, you're doing it yourself. So you really have to work your upper body a lot. What was impressive, Terry, is there's a technique in which basically you, you use your foot as a step. So you put the rope over your foot, and then you step on it. Brenda figured that technique out. And I watched her going, go, sis, and right to the top of that rope. Really? And they have a bell at the top. you got to hit the bell. If you don't hit the bell, it doesn't count. So you no. got to be hitting and that. And then do you just let yourself drop down? or do you? Hopefully yeah. you figure out a way to get down a little bit safer than that. 25 feet down to the ground, that's wow. a bit of a drop. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The one that's actually really fun is a spear throw. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing is very Greek-themed, and there's a movie called 300 that people can watch. There was an actual battle of Thermopylae, which is how this is all kind of themed around. Okay. But the Greeks fought with spears. And so you have this javelin, basically, that you're throwing towards a target. So it has a face of the Spartan on it. So you're throwing this spear towards this target with a spartan face on it to try to get that spear to stick and you only get one throw and it's not as easy as it sounds to get that darn thing to stick in the target and and this is the way that you spend your saturday morning mm-hmm. yeah this is a fun for Brigham and i <laughs> Holy we, we, we not only chose to do this we actually paid to do it we paid to do it and you know this has 20 obstacles all of them are very very challenging there's nothing easy here you have to get over a wall there's nothing to help you get over the wall you just grab with your hands and well there is it's over. called barren you put there your, it is yeah that's why we do it as a team so we can help each other over some Where of these Where does the mud come in 
There are, oh, there's always mud. You know it's me. Yeah, yeah. Got to get some mud involved. You have to crawl underneath of a barbed wire. And the barbed wire is really long. I mean, it's not just one little thing. It goes a long way. It's low to the ground, and it's humpy, humpy like this, and you have to crawl underneath of it. So that's going to get you muddy. Well, if you have a little bit of, uh, of a, a jelly there. belly there, that could be a little bit of oh, a yeah. challenge. Oh, yeah, little painful on the back on that one right there. Wow. there there's a picture that I'll have to send you, Terry. They bring photographers out to, to capture these moments for you. And so as Brenda's going underneath this barbed wire, she's in a full plank. There's nothing on her body touching the ground. She is completely planking as she goes underneath this barbed wire. It's a pretty impressive picture. Wow. But my favorite picture, we found this shirt in the festival area. And the shirt says, do not mess with a woman who crawls on her barbed wire for fun. <laughs> Had to get Can't a picture with, with that. that. <laughs> right? Can't argue with that <laughs> Had one. Had to get a picture with that one. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges is if you cannot fulfill one of the obstacles, any of these 20 obstacles, you have to do 30 burpees. Down on the ground, push up, up, jump up. 30 for every single one that you can't accomplish. Really? So it's a pretty big encouragement to try to accomplish the obstacle. So how long does it take? What, you knock it out in an hour, two hours? or? Well, and it's a 5K, so it's three miles just to do that part of it. And then you've got the obstacles. And the other challenge is there's about two or 3,000 other people that are doing it with you. So because of that, sometimes you have to wait for them to accomplish the obstacle before you can do it. So with all of that factored in, I think we take almost two hours to get it done, start so to finish. The, the, before you even get started doing that, you've got to, you've got to run for a 5K. Well, it's part of it. Okay. You run, do an obstacle, got run, it. do an obstacle. Mm-hmm. What are you, nuts? I know. That, well, you know, you and I have talked about this. I'm on a work release program from the mental hospital, and yes, that... that I'm telling you. The jury is out. The verdict isn't bad. The jury's bad. been out on you for a long time. That's true. But, but I am probably crazy. That's why I have Good to go gosh. with him. He's yes. a supervisor. Now, how, yeah. do you, how do you prepare for this? You're, you live in Arizona where the temperatures are nice and cool. Um, how do you prepare for this? Do you, you can't just come in there. Right. And do it. Right. you gotta, you got to do some train. preparation. Absolutely. And I do I do a power walker run almost every day. So that kind of helps me with the 5K part of it. Okay. And then I have a routine I do. I do a weightlifting routine that I'll, I'll do a variety of things, mostly for the upper body. Because especially for women, upper body just isn't as strong. And there's a lot of upper body you have to do. There's a lot of lifting and pulling. There's crossbars that you have to do. A lot of carrying. So I'll work on that. And I have a pull-up bar that I'm trying to work on. So I just keep myself going you in that also, way. You're not saying this, but I know you. You mm. also have some barbed wire in that backyard of yours, don't you? <laughs> crawling? You practice that, huh? Be crawling underneath yeah. of that barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the one component that she's not telling you, and we can get into another segment, um, Brenda's a breast cancer survivor, and to get the cancer, they had to cut through muscle on the left side, and so that is a bit of a challenge. You use that black tape, right, mm-hmm. to help secure that. But I remember the first year we did this, we, we did our first one in 2018, so four years ago, just to accomplish the Spartan race was a huge accomplishment for Brenda. Somebody actually asked her back then, like, you know, like, why, why do you do this? And she said, because cancer didn't beat me, and neither did the Spartan. Because I can. Because my body still allows me to do this, so I'm going to do it. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind Good of a mental you. victory for you, right? Yeah, 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 right. The cancer didn't take me down. I can do this. I'm doing it because I can, because my body's allowing me to do it. So I'm going to take advantage of it right now while my body still allows it to happen. 
Yeah. All right, we've got uh, oh, about five or six minutes left, actually a little bit more than that. Take us back to how you discovered that you had cancer. Mm-hmm. That's always a sobering story to find out you had cancer, isn't it? So even though it was no, five years it's ago, not. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it takes you down very, very intense like that. And even though it's been five years, you know, you, you remember, even if it had been many years before that, you still remember that very first moment when you had it. My, my husband was raising money for a breast cancer surgeon over in California, and so we were going to go over and test out his equipment that my husband was helping raise money for. My husband wasn't in the cancer business. He's not a doctor. He was just helping to fundraise for this. And so we went over to check out the equipment, make sure it actually works, make sure it does what it's supposed to. The guy actually has the equipment. He knows how to use it, make sure it's viable. So he had a thermography machine, so we should figure out how it works. A thermography? Thermography. Thermography. Mm -hmm. And so it's done through thermal imaging, through heat and cold waves determines what you have in relationship to the cancer. So you sit behind a screen and the cold hits your body like an air conditioner and it, it takes about five or six minutes. When you come back with the readout, it shows which parts of your body, your torso, are showing up with the heat. And so I still have that readout. And where the heat shows up, so it's cooling everything down because obviously your internal temperature is higher, your organs are, are warm, and so we want to cool all of that down to show where the cancer is residing. And so wherever the, the hard hot points show up that's where the cancer is so i sat in his machine we're just there to demonstrate this is how it works this is how the procedure is this is what we're trying to accomplish for young for young gals or, or elderly gals or whoever's in between is and it just uh, for women a man could use it for okay. sure oh okay. yeah it could be used for other things and a percentage of men do have breast cancer actually but mostly what women would use it but it mm-hmm. wouldn't have to be for sure good question there when he came back in his face was very ashen wow you have breast cancer he was very sober he was very um le- he was really letting me know just this like is that an issue. you have breast cancer just like he, that he was very sober about it though wow you have breast cancer. I mean, he was concerned. I could tell on his face he was concerned about it. He wasn't taking it flippant. He wasn't taking it lightly. He wasn't jovial. He was very sober, very calm, very inside of himself to realize this person that had come and traveled a whole state away just to find this out, that um, this person actually had the breast cancer. So when he said that to you, what went through your mind? Mm -hmm. I don't think this is me. I think you have the wrong person there. Maybe that machine isn't working like we thought it was going to work. Total denial. Mm-hmm. For sure, because you just aren't expecting that. I was younger. I felt like I was taking care of myself. I didn't have family history of cancer. I don't think this is what you're thinking that it probably is. Mm-hmm. So you get in the car with your husband, and I'm assuming you have to make a drive back home. Mm-hmm. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, and we have a six-hour drive back home. So, so you've got plenty of time to talk. There's plenty of time, and you're driving past the desert the whole way so there's not a whole lot of city or other attractions to keep yourself the other thing he had was an ultrasound machine so he also did an ultrasound on it also continuing to prove the cancer and he he did it palpably so he did with his fingers and he could feel the cancer there too so there was like three continuous ways in which he found out now it was time to go home and get a mammogram to really scientifically check it out but at the same time i knew There were three ways that that doctor had checked, and he had already done many, many cancer surgeries before that. He wasn't the first guy on the block in that particular situation. How did Mm -hmm. did your husband react? Mm -hmm. The drive home was very quiet. We did have to talk. We did have to chat about it, but we were very concerned. What's going to be the next step? Where should we go from here? 
Let's get that oncology appointment going right now. Let's find a place. Let's get ourselves a, 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 a mammogram started. And the interesting thing, Terry, is uh, wow. t- I mean, today's October the 1st, 2022. That was November of 2015. That's right. So it's almost yeah. seven years ago. Just about. Just November about of 2015. Yeah. Yeah. At, at any point in that six-hour drive, was it going through your mind, I could die? Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. That that definitely has to go through your mind. You definitely have to be thinking about that. Interestingly enough, my husband and I had both, independent of each other, done a whole lot of ser- um, searching and research on cancer before we even went for this day. No, no, not that it was a diagnosis, but even this situation. Uh, we'd already done independent research on cancer, which was very interesting and serendipitous. And I was thinking, somebody in my family or in my life is going to need to know this information. I should probably get brushed up on this. And I watched a big episode of The Truth About Cancer. My husband, because he was going to be funding this, well, he's going to raise money to fund this man's business. My husband wasn't doing it, but he was raising money for it. He did a lot of research on it. So we went into this with information already. I don't think we were as nervous as probably the person who didn't have any information because we did know. We knew there were ways to be able to help. And so mostly our talk on the way home was which of these as remedies that we've looked into, are we going to start starting to research? Which one are we going to look into? Are we going to start contacting some of these people? That was probably more that we were headed toward. When when did they, and I'm sure that they did, when did the emotions kick in? After the mammogram, that was hard. That was November 7th of 2017. That one I won't forget. That was actually harder for me because at that point, the um, technician showed me the mammogram. I think that was probably abnormal that he would do that. Really? But because I had been to see this breast surgeon beforehand with the thermography, I knew what I was looking at when I saw the mammogram because he had shown me so many of them. So at that point, I could see how far it had spread. I had two tumors, and they both had these big fingers sticking out of them. So at that point, that was very sobering. You were pretty sick. You were pretty sick then. I didn't know it. Yeah, you did not know, but you really were. My body was telling me, though. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. And I probably wouldn't have looked into it that early. So yeah. if this all hadn't have happened and we hadn't gone over to check out that man's equipment that my husband was trying to raise money for, this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have looked into it that early. I would have let it go a lot longer than that. Wow. And then where would it have been? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with today's special guest. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show, 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLM. And today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule, State Farm Insurance. More with Brenda and her brother right after this. <laughs> You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. You know, when it comes time to move into a new home, it's time to consider Don Lule Homes. The Lule difference is simply setting the bar for quality service in Salem. Find out today about custom-built new homes. Don Lule Homes offers open floor plans, quality craftsmanship, and over 50 years of excellent experience in new construction. Beautiful homes are coming soon. Call today and ask for Erica at 503 428 
1-800-242-9892-DON-LULE-HOMES. Welcome back. This is the Terry Salt Weekend Show. Our guest today is uh, Brenda. What's your last name? Ferris. Ferris. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never, and then her husband. What's our husband? Her. Brother. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Well, you know, I I kept thinking like you're gonna say, why are you even here, Baron? Like you that whole last section. I say that every time you show up. I know. Like you, know? you talked to Brendan, I wasn't even involved. So why am I even here today? Wasn't that such a good talk though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've heard Brenda's story a number of times, and it still doesn't get old for me to hear it because it's sobering for me too as a brother. At some point, you had to pick up the phone and call your big brother. How tough was that? Yeah, and call the family. And I know that when I when I called each of the family members individually, that is a challenge. I, I think you're going through a, a hard time, and you want to let people know that you care about. Called them and let them know. I know Baron had his own issues that he was going through. Everybody in their family does. So to call him and be able to let him know, mm, there's a life-threatening information situation going on right here. I don't really want to interrupt your life. I don't want to cause you to have to think about me over your situation. But this is very intense let me let you know what's going on and i think at that point it was something that that involved him to realize i need to help my sister in some fashion but it was hard to call the family i remember getting the phone call from my brother who recently passed away of, of liver liver cancer and he called me up out again i was at the radio station i go hey what's going on he goes well i got cancer just like that and i go excuse me he says i got liver cancer and my brother was a tough guy he was a tough guy and I says, okay, what do we do? He says, well, John Wayne couldn't beat it, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Wow. And I thought, okay, okay. And then to sit there for the next year and watch him go down was hard. It was harder than heck. I bet. Oh. And so yeah. is that how kicking cancer was formulas? I mean, did she call you and you said, hey, we're going to do something about this? No. It was nope. the farthest thing from our minds. Nope. Uh, it was the end of 2017. She was actually doing a lot better. And she flew up for Christmas that year. And, uh, you know, my first thought when she came off the airplane was just how fit she was looking. Like She's always been healthy, but she just looked healthier than normal okay and over the course of that christmas we just had some really wonderful conversations and caught up on why the cancer was going and then she flew home and about two or three weeks later i heard about this event in canby called a warrior dash and it's it's easier than the spartan race we just described um but we hadn't done any of these things and so i called her and i said do you want to come to this this warrior dash with me it's a three mile trail run it's got 12 obstacles Sounds interesting. And so she said, yeah, let's do that. And I found a friend who donated $200 to pay for her plane ticket. By the time May of 2018 rolled around, about 40 of my friends from Costco joined us for someone they didn't know. Yes. Right. They all said, yeah, it sounds like fun. And they they showed up and and Brenda got 40 brand new friends. We had really bright pink shirts on and we did the Warrior Dash. And then she flew home. Quite honestly, Terry, it should have ended right there. But after she got home, I called her and I said, you know what you're doing to stay alive, eating healthy and exercising? My friends had to change their lifestyle to do that warrior dash. So why don't we start a little business? Back then it was called Help Team Brenda. But I said, why don't we start, find a way to share what you're doing to stay alive? So she flew back in July of 18. We went to the bank. We started a little business account. And we started sharing this information. Well, by October of 18, uh, a friend of mine said, if you want to do what you're trying to do, you got to be a nonprofit. So we formed a nonprofit called Kicking Cancer. In January of 19, we launched. 
And here we sit three and a half, almost four years later, but we've gifted over $40,000 to local people who are battling cancer. Um, We have an international following now on social media. Brenda flies up once a year to a Spartan race and continues to be the inspirational face of what's happening. Um, We're gaining more and more partners, friends, local. I mean, with Nell, sponsored our festival this year. Um, Kevin Maddox, who's running for Congress here in the state, sponsored an event. So it took a little while to get here, but the goal is to help people not get cancer and then those that do have it to be there as emotional and financial support for them. How how big is your company? How many employees do you have? Zero. Uh, Okay. There's no one on our staff paid, including me. Mm-hmm. You don't get paid for any of this? No. Okay. Money started to come in, and the goal by next year is to actually be some kind of a paid staff. Um, we do have a few vendors that we work with. We pay the guy who makes our T-shirts. We pay the people who do our print work for us. Um, so we have some people we pay, but we have a complete volunteer staff. We have seven board members that volunteer their time, whether it be bookkeeping or administration. And we have a grant writer that's helping us find more money. But at this point, everybody's doing it for free. You said that you your shirts are all around the world now. Yeah. We, we see these pink shirts well, thanks. Or you shouldn't see pink shirts. Th- thanks to thanks to KSLM, there's not a shirt in Tanzania. Wow. Jackie took one and left it there. Um, so we have a shirt in 13 foreign countries. We have a shirt in 29 states. I took mine to Hawaii. Brought it back. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Patty told me she's I you to leave it there. I go. I think so. <laughs> That's why I brought it back. Well, we do have a board member that um, should be back here soon, but she was uh, touring Spain, went on a hike. Went, her and her husband went hiking, and she said, I'll leave a shirt in Spain, so there's now a shirt in Spain. Nice. We have a shirt in 29 states, and uh, I think at last count, we're just over 2,500 T-shirts that have been sold in various locations. Really? And what's interesting, Terry, is that it was a silly little donkey, right? It's right. just a goofy little donkey, kind of a mad donkey um and two words kicking cancer but those two words and that donkey resonate in the philippines pakistan you doesn't matter where you're at in the world people are pissed off at cancer and they want to kick cancer in the donkey yeah interesting i mean you know if you had asked me this four years ago i said really seriously i mean brent and i just did this funny little thing but it's growing and people believe us we can stop this stupid disease how many different color shirts and the the shirts represent a different type of cancer on the colors, right? Right. Because I told you about my cancer, and you said, well, you don't get a pink one. You're getting a green a green one. Which, fortuitously enough, you and your brother both have a shade of green. Okay. Kidney and liver are both green, just different shades of green. Okay. Uh, but there are nine cancer colors, basic colors. Like, like blue has about 15 shades, but um, we have we have a shirt now in all nine colors. Okay. All right. And how do people get a shirt if they want one? They can go to kicking-cancer.org. There's a spot that says buy a shirt, yep. um, and they can email me directly from that website, and I can ship them. We can, you can pick them up at our, our office here. We have an office on Commercial Street. You guys have a special event coming up today. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we want to talk about this uh, disc golf tournament that's happening this morning here. You're uh, listening to the Terry Saul Show on 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLM. Back in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. 
You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. Are you in the market for a new car? Well, if so, I encourage you to do what I do. Head down to Lule's Car Connection. Lule's has been selling quality vehicles for over 30 years. Lule's brokers any new vehicle selling within dealer invoice. Hey, check this out. Lule's has financing with most major lenders and credit unions. So do what I do. Stop by Lule's Car Connection located at 2055 Mission Street in Salem and tell them Saltissimo sent you. Lule's Car Connection. Welcome back to the Terry Saul Weekend Show. Today's special guest is Baron Robinson, along with his sister, Brenda Ferris. And starting uh, a little while ago, um, there's a special event going on. It's called the Kickin' Cancer for Kids Disc Golf Tournament. And that just it's just gotten underway um, today. What's, what's going on with that? This is actually a really fun event we're doing in Albany. People that know that area, uh, just as you cross the bridge from downtown Albany, like you head to Corvallis, you turn on Spring Hill Road. There's a golf course there. It's called the Golf Course of Oregon. And they have agreed to do this every single year now. We rented the back nine. And then I'm working with a company called Cool Disc, and we actually went out and laid out 18 disc holes on a real golf course. And there are about 100 disc golfers right now playing disc golf on a golf course. What is a disc golf? So with disc golf, you use what looks like a Frisbee, except there's various thicknesses and weights. So some go farther than others. So kind of like a driver and a putter. And then there's a basket. So you're throwing towards a basket versus a hole. But otherwise, it plays like golf. You throw your Frisbee, and you're trying to go towards a basket. So they call it disc golf. And do you play all 19 or 18 holes? I I don't, but they do. (laughs) (laughs) And how much does this disc weigh? Uh, Well, again, it varies on on which one you're using. They have one that's uh, thinner and a little bigger. They call it their driver. And so it doesn't weigh a lot because it'll fly a long ways. In fact, uh, at about 11.30 or 12, once this gets done, we're going to have a long drive competition, and we're going to do it actually in the driving range at the golf course yeah. to see how far someone can throw this disc. The last time we did one was back in May, and the winning throw was 460 feet. Get out of here. That's a football mm. field and a half. That is. Whoa. Yeah, and, and I was the— Peyton Manning can't do that. <laughs> you know, when the first— disc was thrown and I stood there so they knew where they where they were aiming for to try to go farther than that and it was amazing standing out there and watching this disc just gently glide along towards you wow some of these guys can really make that disc fly um, but then the putters are smaller way a little bit more because they don't want to fly as far they want to be more accurate we do another contest we'll do this again today about noon and they call it ring of fire and Terry, I'm telling you, if you could be out there, it is so funny to watch. They they take all of them that want to play, and they circle around one basket. And on the count of three, they all throw their disc at the exact same time. And whoever stays in the basket wins. So how far away from the basket are these these players there's about they're about 10 or 15 feet away okay so they're not very far away but on the count of three to watch 30 frisbees basically all at the basket is it's absolutely hilarious wow when we did this back in may 
they they did like a, a, a throw it forward, then they threw it backwards. They have different ways that they throw it. We had one prize left, and so we said, okay, this time throw it with a forward throw, but add the donkey kick. So this kid throws <laughs> it, and then he kicks his foot up in the air behind. So there's like a donkey kick at the end. But yeah. it was a lot of fun. The the great thing about this is when I went to the golf course with this idea, they liked it because this is a fundraiser for our Pathways program. And you and I have talked about this before. We have a program inside of Kicking Cancer where we bring volunteers in to help the kids in the families affected by cancer. So in your case, for example, you get the diagnosis, but you had a seven-year-old child who was probably scared what's going to happen to dad. So the volunteers would come terrified. in. Terrified. Terrified, <laughs> right? So our volunteers would have come in to take your seven-year-old to go play miniature golf at Bullwinkles or go on a hike or whatever. Help them with their homework. Try to help them emotionally get through the trauma of one of their family members being diagnosed with cancer. Hmm. And this is going to be our annual Kicking Cancer for Kids disc golf tournament and this golf course loves the idea so much they were going to do it every single year that is amazing how many how many participants do you think you'll have we're doing one in the morning and another one in the afternoon and there should be a hundred per so about wow. 200 disc golfers wow. over the course of the whole day of all ages of all ages mm-hmm. when we did it back in may we had a 10 year old kit because it's a two it's what's called a two-person scramble which means we both throw the disc and whoever gets the better throw we had one where a, a father's son and the dad was probably in his early 50s and the kid was probably in his middle teenage years and so when we did it this summer we did it inside a volcano stadium terry that was so fun the walkers allowed us to rent the stadium and we laid a course out, and the fourth hole, you teed off from deep center field, mm-hmm. and the basket was right next to second base. Wow. And so these disc golfers are, and we call it the stadium experience. Yeah. So these disc golfers are like they're the, they're like they're the center fielder throwing the ball back towards home, but they're looking back at the stadium. It was so fun. Wow. wow. Um, and again, at that one, you know, that we have the commemorative shirt, and we had everything from a um, – a kid's extra large to a 4X shirt. People of all ages, all sizes are showing up to throw a disc at a basket. Now, this is your your last event for this year? For Yes, for this year's festival. Okay. You've had, uh, you had several of them already. What all have you had this year? Well, we started in June at our charity golf tournament, which mm-hmm. thank you for being at that, by the way. Um, that one we actually doubled from last year. So last year we had 11 teams. We had 22 teams this year. We had. Do these teams pay to, to go on there and do this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's 475 a team. It's a fundraiser for okay. us, and we raised 475. 475 for all four of you. Okay. So basically 120 bucks a right. person, right? right. Um, but that charity golf tournament raised almost 24 thousand dollars. Really. Nice. Yeah. And that money went where? That goes into our general fund to support the Pathways programs and the newsletters and all the stuff we're doing in the community. Um, And then in August, we did our awareness walk. We do one every single year. This year, we were actually part of the Kaiser Parade. Okay. Um, and, and once again, we, you weren't with us, but we walked right past you. I was in you. the hospital. Give me a break. My apologies. That's right. You could have walked with us. If no, you, I couldn't. If you were in the hospital. No, I couldn't. <laughs> Believe me, I wish I would have. Yeah. So that was that was a what was our we do again we do this awareness walk every single year. Uh, and then in September, you were with us again because we had our food and music festival. Right. Which for those that weren't there, you missed a lot of fun. It was a big party. Brenda was actually here for that. She oh, nice. Came up, we did the Spartan race, so she was here for us. So for that. good. 
A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you couldn't go wrong. We had a taco truck, right? Yeah. We had a taco truck there. <laughs> Today, with the disc golf, um, we actually did our Kicking Cancer Cares show with Amanda as a live remote a little bit ago from mm-hmm. the show. So uh, you guys have been with us the whole time because you what, guys are one of our corporate sponsors. What have you got lined up for next year? Uh, because of the success of the golf tournament, um, we're actually having two next year. Okay. So we'll do our first one early June. It's on June the 6th, and it'll be back down at McNary. And then on August the 28th, we're going to Corvallis to Tristine Tree. I wanted to make sure that our golf tournaments were unique, that people wanted to play in ours versus, say, anyone else's. And one of the things that will make ours unique is there will be a prize for the lowest score of an all-ladies team. Well, that's interesting. Every tournament I've ever been to, there's a lady that'll play but she's with three other guys, and it's what they call best ball, which means we all hit, we go to the best ball. So she knows that one guy probably is going to get the best shot. If it's an all-women's team, they always feel like they're at a disadvantage. So there will be a prize for the lowest score all-women's team. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. How do you see this five years from now, this company? Um, we will we'll be, in, we'll be national. Yeah. We'll have chapters in all 50 states. We are already getting requests from the state of Washington, South Dakota, uh, California to do chapters. I just don't know how to do that yet, so we're not quite at that point. But it means that people in other states like the idea of getting cancer and how can I chapter out in our state. I see that little silly donkey as being the national symbol of prevention. Okay. Um, And in the end, the best way to, to prevent cancer is not to get in the first place. That's easier said than done, my friend. It is easier said than done. And hopefully some of our tips will... There's there's no 100% guarantee you're not going to get cancer. Right. But it, you do what you can to lessen your odds. Put the odds in your favor, you won't get cancer. What do your critics say? What's what's the biggest negative coming out from your critics? Uh, <laughs> Being on the Terry Saul show? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, one guy said, why are you friends with Terry? No. <laughs> I get that from all the time, especially yeah. from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, what's funny is I, I made a presentation a couple of years ago, and there's a guy in the crowd there that always, you know, when it came time for Q&A, he always had a way to make whatever they were doing better. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. There's always one in the crowd that's like, I can make whatever you're talking about yeah. better. I was the only presentation that he didn't poke holes in. Really? And afterwards, I heard somebody say, well, why would you want to make fun of the guy who wants to get cancer? The only criticism I'm getting is that maybe it's a little too optimistic to get rid of cancer. And I said, I'm not saying get rid of it. But if we could have a 50% reduction, right? There are 2 million people got cancer last year, Terry. 2 million people got cancer last year. A 50% reduction means only 1 million got cancer. If we could make that kind of impact on America, we're moving in the right direction. Do you think there'll ever be a cure for cancer? There already is a cure for cancer. They just won't tell you what it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, we're not going to, we got to take a break, but I'm not going to let that fly. <laughs> when we come back, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. All right. Start throwing this stuff at me. <laughs> I know. Is it a little early to piss you off, or is it too late? I don't know. Uh, well, you'll do it either way. <laughs> Quick break. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. Today's show brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, Teresa Lule, State Farm Insurance, and Mara Barron and Brenda. In just a moment. And like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Shopping for 
your car insurance? Get the very best coverage with State Farm agent Teresa Lule in Salem. State Farm keeps you and your family covered with great auto insurance. That's also a great value. Visit online at TeresaLule.com or on Facebook. Better yet, stop in the offices at 890 Commercial Street Southeast in Salem or call 503-378-1100. We're back in 5, 4, Q Terry. Two, one, you're on. We are back with our final few minutes. Today's guests have been my buddy Baron Robinson and his sister Brenda Ferris. Okay, you started to open a can of worms. Let's get into this. Okay. You I want... know, I know. It's worth three segments in before I pissed you off this well, time. But you're you're gonna do it. All right, let's 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 backtrack a little bit. I asked you, are there any cures for cancer? And you said Yes. So let me let me okay, let me shot, fire this off. let me let me put a caveat on that. To the best of my knowledge, with my research, there is no magic pill that's going to cure cancer. Okay, but there are countries: Israel, for one, Australia, New Zealand. There are countries out there that are making significant advancements on curing cancer. Okay. There are lots of simpler things that can be done. I'm just going to give you one example because you know I worked at Costco years ago. I had a co-worker at Costco whose, li- whose wife was dealing with lung cancer. Okay. In her third battle with lung cancer, she had a physician from the country of India. And his recommendation to her was that she take molasses, she boil it so it's really, really viscous, she add some baking soda to it, she pour it in these little tubes like you'd make popsicles for your kids. Mm-hmm. And, and suck on it. Now, Brenda can probably tell you all the, the reasons that works, but what it did is it got her body to an alkaline state because cancer thrives in an acidic environment, and her lung cancer went away. Serious. And the American Medical Association looked at that doctor, said you cannot practice medicine in the United States. That way, they revoked his license, sent him back to India. The cancer came back. And on the fourth battle of lung cancer, they told her to take a drug that was $100,000 a dose. Did I do it? Did I piss you off? Uh Did it again. Uh So I'm not saying... $100,000 a dose? Mm -hmm. Yes. What did it cost them to produce that drug? Um, I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know that... $4? I think it was (laughs) $1.27. The, what made me laugh, though, is when he told me that, he said, I work at Costco. I can't afford $100,000. They said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a grant, and it's down to a $1,000 a dose, which he said, still, I don't can't afford that. But my comment to him is, where did the other $99,000 go yeah, yeah, yeah. in this drug, exactly. right? I mean, how much markup is on that drug to go for $100,000 a dose to $1,000 a dose because you can't afford $100,000? So to back to your original question, is there a cure? The biggest cure is, well, besides not getting it in the first place, is you've got to get your body back to an environment where cancer can't thrive. And that's what that doctor was doing with my friend from Costco, but that's not acceptable medical practice in the United States. And there's a lot of options out there that we've that we've talked about and dabbled in a little bit. And it doesn't, uh, it, it, there's not a med- magic pill. There's not a magic cure, but uh, there are a lot of options out there. Dr. Kelly Turner has a book called Radical Remission. I read that at the time that I was learning about my cancer situation five and six years ago, and that really opened my eyes a lot. In there, she went around and researched with, with hundreds of cancer patients and doctors and found that amongst all these people, they did a variety of things 
to help to eradicate their cancer and keep it at bay. And these were people that had already been through medical treatments and were kind of kicked out of the medical system saying, well, there's not really anything we can do. So you just need to go home and figure out the rest of your life and just enjoy it with your family. Go and these and people, just do it. Just just go sit in the rocking chair and mm-hmm. hug your kids and get your affairs in order. And they were already done with everything they could do from the medical establishment. All of these people, hundreds of them there. You can read her book. It's fantastic. Radical Remission. And in there, she researched these people and found that all of them did a variety of th- many, many things. There were like 70, I kid you not, literally like 70 different things they did. But all of them did these nine things. So the book is about the nine things that they did do. One of them is they all changed their diet. Now, it doesn't mean they got the exact same diet. I'm not saying they ate vegan or each of them became keto. It's not like that. But they did significantly change their diet in a variety of ways to eat healthier. That was one of them. Another one is they got social support. They found their friends and family that was going to be able to support them and that encouraged them to the point that they lifted their spirits. All of them got some physical exercise that they may not have been doing before that. So when you when you read this, you realize there's a variety of actual cures out there. All of these people put their own cancer into remission in their own way. But again, all of them did these nine things and narrowed them down to that. So when you take that into account and you realize there are things that I can do to help myself. Now, there's many things out there that are factors in how it is that we that we got cancer into our bodies to the begin with. Like we're talking about family members that had cancer that passed away from them. Wow, we're really, really frustrated by that. They may have been too far along in the process for many of these things to work for that person, but that's kind of what we're talking about here at Kicking Cancer is trying to help people realize there are things you can do to help yourself. And maybe some of these nine things would really help you. So take advantage of them now that you know this. One of the things I like to say is I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want it to be my fault. Mm. I want to do whatever I can to help myself stay out of the grave as long as possible. I'm not concerned about dying. I just don't want to be the one that caused it to happen. So let me research. Let me be an expert on my disease so I can find out what can do to help me. And what I do may not be the same thing that you would do. Like you were talking about the person that that took the remedy that they did. That worked for them. That's not necessarily going to work for you or your mother or for me over our particular cancer situation. But I'm doing what's working for me. And I'm happy to share my situation. And if it helps somebody, great. Or if they want to use some of the ideas that I've learned about or talked about, that may not be something that's going to work for my specific situation. But there's a lot out there that can really help people. And I just want to help and we want to help them realize there's so much that you're just not seeing. There's so many more ways than just the big three of the cut and the burn and the poison. Are you mad? Well, I am. Are you mad? How many people have cancer right now, bearing your statistics that you know about, that are getting it every year? Well, they're getting diagnosed la- with cancer. Last year was 2 million new cases. 2 million. The year before that was 1.8. The year before that was 1.7. 2 million new cases? 2 million new, new cases new of cases. cancer in the United States in last year. Every year. Moving and it, but forward. It, but it, it's grown, Terry. Back in 2007, it was 1.4. Mm-hmm. In 2000, in 1971, when President Nixon started the war on cancer, it was 600,000. Mm-hmm. So 50 years ago, we started this war on cancer. Mm-hmm. We go from 600,000 to 2 million. We're not winning this war. It's getting worse. We're going the other direction. Over the last 14 (laughs) years, 26 million Americans have gotten cancer. We're not winning this war. We're going the other way. (laughs) Brenda, you said something earlier uh, that... Uh, I wanted to ask you about social support. Mm-hmm. That is so important, isn't mm-hmm. it? Isn't that interesting? To but even if, if think we that. have if we have social support right now, 
Why is his number so high? Mm-hmm. Do we have the right kind of social support? Do you have the people on board that are helping you with your situation? If you're not, find the people that are going to help you. Get on board those people that are pushing you in the right direction. Those people who are wanting to help you and realize, oh, I'm on board with how Brenda lives, how her lifestyle is. And a lot of people, I tell you right now, especially with what's happened over the last two years, social support is going downhill. We think we're getting that, but what we need is connection with people and hopefully it can be in person but even if it can't actually zoom is a great way to connect with people but what we need to do is really connect right really bring our heart to heart together and say this is what i'm interested in uh if someone wanted to get a hold of you is there a certain number they can call or get in touch with you don't well, give, they, you don't give yourself cell phone number because i have crazy people listening to me but yeah. if, you, if they go to kicking-cancer.org there's an email which is it's mine. It's E-X-E-C-D-I-R. So it's executive director abbreviated at kicking-cancer.org. Send an email. Even easier, from our home page now, it says request help, get involved. Click mm-hmm. one of those two buttons and we'll, we'll respond. We have a All website. Right. We have a Facebook page. You, I know you guys are in a hurry. you got to get out of here for that uh, disc golf tournament. Ooh. Um, Brenda, would you come back and hang out with us some other more? i got more questions to ask you. You bet. It's always fun and to you talk can about. bring him if you have to. All right. We'll drag you Well, your along. best bet is she'll call you from you as Arizona, and then I won't even with her that way. There you are. That works for me. <laughs> We're just about out of time for today's show. Remember, you can catch our show every Saturday at 10 a.m. and a replay Sundays at 6 p.m. right here on Salem's original radio station, KSLM. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show or would like to hear any of my shows, you can always hear a podcast on our official KSLM website at www.kslm.news or on my official website at www.terrysaul.com. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is terry at kslm.news. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is brought to you by The Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Holmes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Bye, everybody.